Darnell Mayberry's recent comments that the Chicago Bulls are quietly positioning themselves to maybe sign Giannis Antetokounmpo in 2025, I'm going to ask the question on today's episode, are the Bulls really planning to just tread the water while they're waiting on the superstar to come, either via through the draft or free agency? We're going to talk about that, plus we're going to talk about the deal that Christian Wood signed with the LA Lakers. We're going to get to all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm the host here, Hayes, but more importantly, you guys can follow the channel at Bulls Central Pod on every social media platform we happen to be on. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into the content for today. And first up, we're going to talk about the Bulls. Maybe positioning themselves when you look at kind of how what they're doing, how they're structuring these contracts. And, you know, initially when Darnell Mayberry said that the Bulls are quietly positioning themselves to maybe acquire, make a run at Giannis Antetokounmpo, while I didn't don't feel like that's a bad plan to, to do it all, I kind of question on it, the validity of that. But then in kind of looking at where the Chicago Bulls sit on top of Giannis's comments, right? And let's be clear. I want to be real with this. When Giannis talked about always thinking about playing playing with the Chicago Bulls. He was talking about being a kid that saw that Bulls team and what that team meant. He did not say he always dreamt of just of, of just coming and or wants to play for the Chicago Bulls, which I've seen a lot of people kind of misquote as saying that, oh, well, Giannis said he always wanted to play with the Bulls. No, he said he always dreamt of playing with the Bulls. And people around Giannis Antetokounmpo's age, between like his age and my age, everybody dreamt. If anybody who ever had an inkling of a thought of playing in the NBA probably thought about playing for the Chicago Bulls or the Lakers and maybe a couple of other teams depending on where they were. But like him saying he thought or, or dreamt of playing for the Chicago Bulls and, you know, you never know if it's going to happen. Basically what he said in that is not, I don't think anything that's exclusive to just Giannis if a lot of people were honest about how they thought and, you know, their dreams as a child. But all that being said aside, right, we know that Giannis Antetokounmpo can hit free agency as early as the summer of 2025. At that same time, the Bulls can have up to $86 million in, in cap space. Now, it's unlikely they have that. Keep in mind, the Bulls only will have right now a few players under roster, only players on the Bulls roster that are currently set to still be on the roster in the summer of 2025 are Zach, Vooch, Kobe, Io, Javon Carter, Dalen Terry, and Julian Phillips. That would mean that the Bulls let DeMar DeRozan go, which even then, they may sign DeMar DeRozan to a smaller contract who he could still be a free agent by then. That means Alex Caruso's also gone, right? That means that uh, Patrick Williams has been let go as well, and just a number of players, right? Now, Lonzo Ball's contract would absolutely be off the books by then as well, right? That kind of coincides with him and Alex Caruso coming, but that does represent the next time that the Bulls are going to have a huge amount of, of true cap space, actual spending capital cap space, uh, not just mid-level exceptions and things like that. And even though next year as well, the Bulls can have up to $39 million in cap space as well next offseason. But that, again, that would mean that they're not re-signing Patrick Williams. They're not, uh, you know, they're, they're not uh, extending him a qualifying offer, which they're definitely going to do, things like that. That means that Andre Drummond's let go, DeMar DeRozan, uh, those players are let go. So I don't necessarily know if that's going to happen. But if they do give DeMar DeRozan a two-year deal to kind of align with you know, Nikola Vucevic and them coming off the books, the Bulls could move those deals, right? And we talked about even if the Bulls do, which I do expect them to absolutely sign Patrick Williams to a long-term extension, which is going to cut into that potential $86 million in cap space. But even then, even if you give Patrick Williams at that point the $20 million, the full $20 million a year, right, that's still $60 million in cap space. If you sign DeMar 
again to a, to a deal that's in the 20s of millions, right? That's uh, still, the Bulls still could have 40 million, 39, 30 some million dollars in cap space around that, right? With exceptions still being a thing and things like that. That represents the Bulls' next chance to really make a big attempt at bringing in free agents, right? And I don't want to make it just about Giannis Antetokounmpo, right? I think in looking at this team, this team is waiting for something. I think they're waiting for a few different things, right? I think that this front office is waiting for a, a young player, a Dalen Terry, a Kobe White, a Patrick Williams, right, a Julian Phillips, potentially earn a lot, bid him like. So one of those players to really hit a, a to take a leap that does increase their, their, their ceiling hugely. But then if you have one or two of those players hit that leap before the summer of 2025, you still have ample cap space to go out and sign at least one major free agent. Now, free agents other than Giannis that could be uh, free agents, then we know Giannis, he has a player option. He's not necessarily guaranteed. Jason Tatum as well, even though, take that off the board. I expect Jason Tatum to f- sign that full Supermax with the Boston Celtics when he's offered it, which they're gonna their, their whole cap situation going years down the road is going to be interesting. Donovan Mitchell has a player option. He could be a free agent by that uh, that summer as well. Evan Mobley will be a restricted free agent that summer. Doubt him leaving there, but again, potential. Jimmy Butler's a free agent again at that point in time. That's an elderly Jimmy Butler at that point in time, so I don't know if the Bulls necessarily look to bring him back, even though, I'll tell you what, Jimmy and his leadership and his grit on this team would do wonders. But with that said, Jamal Murray's also a free agent at that time. Brandon Ingram, a guy that I'm really high on, Brandon Ingram. Now, I don't know if he necessarily just shoot super increases your bull ceiling, but again, this is a player that last season averaged 24 um and 24.7 points per game, 5.5 rebounds, 5.8 assists on almost 50% shooting from field and almost 40% from three-point range. But he he right he uh, last season earned 31 million dollars, so he's definitely going to be looking for an increase as well in his next free agency. Kawhi Leonard, which we don't even know what Kawhi is going to be at that point in time. Jalen Brunson has a player option. He can hit the free agent market. You never know what happens with him in New York over that point in time. Paul George is also a free agent at that point in time. Uh, Rudy Gobert, who wouldn't trade for Rudy Gobert to save my life, and I probably wouldn't sign him for much, but he's a free agent at that time. Laurie Markinen is also another Bull, is a Bulls free agent at that point in time. Well, a free agent, a former Bull who's going to be a free agent at that point in time. Then you have you know, the restricted free agents that are probably going to get deals like a Franz Wagner, uh, 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 Julius Randle. I think he has a player option at that point in time. These aren't players that I, that, I, that I love. Aaron Gordon is another one, right? But Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving has a player option for that point in time, too. He may become a free agent. OG Ananobi. But these are, these are the next time, or players that are going to be available, the next time the Bulls really have cap space. And so much like they did when they acquired Lonzo Ball, much like they did when they acquired Alex Caruso and and, and DeMar DeRozan in that offseason, that could be the next season that we see the Bulls make a lot of moves on this roster. Now, a full rebuild, we'll end up seeing, I'm not going to say if the Bulls struggle, let's say they miss the play-in uh, tournament the next two years, anything's possible at that point in time, um, even though I think it's unlikely with this front office. But ultimately, 2025 is the next time the Bulls are probably going to make a substantial run at free agents. Now, that could change. They could do it next year if they do use the career-ending injury exception on Lonzo Ball, for example, and they get his mo- his uh, uh, contract completely removed from the books. That basically is going to wash him out, and if you do re-sign Patrick Williams, you're just moving Patrick Williams into that so- sol- salary spot, and then you still have that $39 million next offseason, but they're probably going to wait to where they can have the most spending capital, and that would be the, the, the offseason of the summer of 2025. So 
if AK and Eversley are just positioning themselves and we see them sign short contracts up until that point, much like we saw Paxson do um, and Foreman do leading up to the summer that we signed Carlos Boozer, even though, you know, they kind of struck out there as far as the big name stars. But that could be the next time that we see a huge set of moves that drastically change this roster happening. And, you know, in, in looking at that, do I think that that's a faulty plan? No, because I think you have to plan realistically. And I know while a lot of Bulls fans are hoping that, oh, we're just going to trade everybody and go full rebuild, this is a calculated front office. Now, some of the, that does not mean that all their moves end up paying off, unfortunately, but this is a very calculated front office. And so if they're planning to do things re, re, realistically without having to make a, a bunch of moves to kind of facilitate being able, because keep in mind, while they did issue signing trades to get Lonzo Ball to give DeMar, to get DeMar DeRozan they end up having to give up a first round pick to acquire DeMar DeRozan if they can have cap space outright which they won't have to use signing trades to try to acquire players then at that point you keep your leverage and you keep your future first round pick so while you know there's a lot of talent potentially in the summer of 2025 we'll see how many of those players sign extensions before then but it's not a bad play for the Chicago Bulls to open up themselves to that. You're also going to have teams that are going to probably be dodging that second tax apron by that point in time that the Bulls could then maybe acquire players outright into their cap space without giving up much, right? Because those teams may be looking to jettison out some salary. Overall, I don't think that it's a bad plan, right? The summer of 2025 plan isn't bad. I don't think that that, that you can do enough that, that season either to make you a championship contender unless one of your young players does take a leap, not just a step, takes a leap by then. And if that happens, the sky's the limit, right? But prepare yourselves. For every Bulls fan kind of watching and waiting and seeing and hoping, I don't think that this – now, that doesn't mean that they won't use the disabled player exception. I'm sorry. Yeah, the disabled player exception that they have, this trade deadline, because you can only acquire a player in the last year of their deal, so that 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 money will come right off the books the next offseason. But temper your expectations for the Bulls to, to make a big signing or big acquisition before the summer of 2025, unless they acquire one of those players that potentially could become a, a free agent in 2025, and they use their salaries to, to do that, and then they can re-sign that player at that point in time. So some flexibility here for AK, still not, not the best, right, and not, not the, the most clear-cut um, viewpoint, right, or plan in place, but it is a plan, and it is a plan and a route that I can see the Chicago Bulls uh, team and front office absolutely taking. But let me know what you guys think down below. As we kind of painted it out a little bit, I know we mentioned some names in there. We didn't really mention salaries or anything like that. Do you think the summer of 2025 is what AK and Eversley are planning to make to make their next big move? Whether it be signing Giannis, whether it be signing a number of free agents to up that ceiling? Let me know what you guys think on that down below. Now, before we go, I do want to talk about a free agent that recently signed that a lot of Chicago Bulls fans were hoping. I don't think all, I'm not going to say it was all the community, but that is Christian Wood signed a two-year veteran minimum contract to play with the Los Angeles Lakers. Now, I already have seen some Bulls fans ask, well, the Bulls can get this done? Oh, this is another fail by AK. Taking the veteran minimum to play with players like Anthony Davis and LeBron James, a team that was just in the Western Conference Finals, is a far different task than the Chicago Bulls who couldn't make it out the playing tournament and a player signing that still sees themselves as a player that's, that's viable and has a lot to prove, signing for the vet minimum for the Chicago Bulls, right? And so I'm not looking at this as a failure by AK Hell. And when you look at the number of teams that 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 could have potentially used some scoring off the bench, as I've said before, and I know a lot of guys thought that this was off with this, the Bulls were never going to sign Christian Wood. And if they were, 
believe me, he was not going to be given the opportunities that you think just because of his numbers that scream out at you. But, you know, he's a plus, he's a he's a net negative player, which you already have some of those on this roster. So adding more of that, we've talked about how this front office improved in the margins. And that's not by happenstance. They went out and got players that helped shore up some of the issues that were on this team. Not a player that goes and makes some of the things that we already do bad even worse, right? So I don't think the Bulls were ever in on Christian Wood. I don't think the Bulls would have ever gotten Christian Wood even if they wanted to for the vet minimum. Um, but we'll see. The, 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 the marriage between the Lakers and Christian Wood makes sense. And I think it makes sense in the fact that that's a team that is still trying to make their move, right? That, that doesn't want to attach long-term salaries because they don't know what's going to happen with LeBron once Bronny comes in the league. Um, and so it makes sense for both teams. Christian Wood, I know people are going to disagree, but he never really made sense for this Chicago Bulls team. A scorer that doesn't defend, that's a net negative defender, that, you know, it's just, I don't know. I'm happy that he got his deal, and I do think that while I don't think the fit here on the Chicago Bulls was what I would have wanted, I do think that Christian Wood is a player that can absolutely help some teams depending on what their needs are. Now, how that's going to play out for the Lakers, I guess that remains to be seen, but yeah, it's a vet minimum contract, but I think outside of looking at the 2K of it all, right? Every It's easy to look at a box score and be like, oh, this guy scores this much and rebounds this much. Boom, we can use that on the team. You have to think about how things fit and dominoes fit together. And so for for this Chicago Bulls team, I like better what we got than winning out and get, getting Christian Wood, even though I know, like I said, not everybody's going to agree with that. But I wanted to mention, just because I've already seen some Bulls fan kind of it stir them up a little bit and trigger them a little bit, but it is what it is at that point. Uh, the Bulls didn't get him. Christian Wood goes out and gets a two-year vet minimum deal um, with the Los Angeles Lakers, and I'm sure he's hoping that he's going to be able to get, get be given the opportunity to really show that he can perform and then get a bigger contract, be it with the Lakers or with any other team. But you guys can let me know down below on that. Do you think that the Bulls missed out on not being able to acquire Christian Wood? I don't. Not at all. But that's my time for today. Make sure you guys are following the show at Bulls Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns. BullsCentralPod is email.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail for the mailbag, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related. I'm sorry. Woo! Bears on my mind. It's Packers week. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. Thanks to you guys, and we've been doing it for two years. And like I like to end every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. See you right if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.